don't you do? Welcome, welcome, welcome! Welcome back to the show! You know what I fucking hate? I love my white folks. And this week in outrage. You can say dumb shit. I wish I had done prep for this segment, by the way. Okay, I, uh, I'll bump the your fist up. <laughs> so you gotta do the white voice. Dude, what the fuck is that? That muha. Now you really wanna see the low of the low? Yeah, go play, go play. I fucking do is go play. I fucking hate that shit. I, I just don't Here's give a fuck. I give it no weight. Trollest thing I know. Dude! <laughs> just hit you with who, the- who are you? <laughs> What's the phrase if somebody tells you who they are, you're supposed to believe them, right? Someone shows you who they are, like they're all of a sudden they're they're really nasty to you all of a sudden, and you're like, okay, well, this, this is kind of a nasty person. Is it showing, as in verbally or by action? I mean both, right? I mean verbal a verbal assault is an action of some kind, but oh yeah. well, verbal assault. Yeah. Well, a verbal, yeah, it can be both. Can I mean, both. I was gonna say, is it like if someone's just charming and they're you know witty and they're they're kind with words, but then they're physically abusive? It's like okay, that's. That's weird. <laughs> that's, well... That's weird. That's some people. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. It's so good to see you. And then you just punch her? That you just pretty seems... bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my God. He only does it because he loves me. Should we be calling the... Uh, you know, it's like any... When they say, oh, that's a hate crime, I'm kind of like, uh, I agree with the South Park guys. <clears throat> Hello, Mr. Governor. And thank you for taking the time to hear our presentation on hate crime laws, entitled, Hate Crime Laws, A Savage Hypocrisy. Yes, over the past few years, our great country has been developing new hate crime laws. If somebody kills somebody, it's a crime. But if someone kills somebody of a different color, it's a hate crime. And we think that that is a savage hypocrisy. Because all crimes are hate crimes. If a man beats another man because that man was sleeping with his wife, is that not a hate crime? If a person vandalizes a government building, is it not because of his hate for the government? The motivation for a crime shouldn't affect the sentencing. Mayor, it is time to stop splitting people into groups. All hate crime laws do is support the ideas that blacks are different from whites, that homosexuals need to be treated differently from non-homos, that we aren't the same. But instead, we should all be treated the same, with the same laws, and the same punishments for the same crime. Hmm, that made the most sense of any presentation I've heard in the last three years. Well, aren't all violent crimes kind of hate crimes? Don't you have to kind of hate the person I don't know, to, man. to punch them in the face? Well, there's, Was there's... there anyone who's like, I love you so much, I just have to punch you in the face as hard as I can? There's well, there's the the crime where it's the innocent bystander who gets gunned down. Like I was coming for you, but you know your auntie just happened to just cross. Right, I got nothing against your auntie. Right, I was it, coming for you, but that, Sherman. But I killed her, so therefore. It's oh, like, I thought I, I thought I was the murderer in this. No, you're, no, oh, no. you're the killer. I was. Okay. So I was okay. coming for you. You were coming for me, but your auntie got in the way, and I'm just saying, like innocently, like just crossing the street. You know, she dropped by that day. She was, we're having tea. My, you know what's it's it's actually that interesting? That, that's actually a cup of tea sounds delicious. Um, it does. I, I am really big into like crime stories. Mm. Uh, and I don't know what that says about a person. Because my wife would be like, why are you so into murder? Like FBI stories, cold case. Like, I'm trying to figure out how these guys do this. Oh, man. I've got a plan. Take I've notes. Got... <laughs> it's like, no, it's one of those things where I'm just, I'm really intrigued by maybe what it is, like what drives an individual to. Do you know serial killers do study other serial killers, by the way? That's a phenomenon that Some study and some also despise. Despise, right. Yeah. Uh, imitate. Yeah. Uh, but Copycat they're curious. Killers. You know, it's like, it's like oh, oh, let me learn about somebody that's kind of like me, right? Uh, is it somebody kind of like me? Because it's, it's also, there's this brash moment of like, they always want to flirt with the law to get caught. 
you know, where it's like they, because they always, they're usually very, very intelligent individuals. That's well, the part that's was crazy. it uh, uh, Joel Rifkin, the um, uh, one of the New York area serial killers, said he started taking trophies because he think he read that another serial killer took trophies. Most do. Most so he do. was like, oh, I should be doing that. Yeah. That's a great idea. I'll take a trophy. On on the job training is what that is. Whew. Like insane. And they all live, you know, double lives, which is insane to me. Um, well, here's here's a good take on why. Not saying why, either one of us are serial killers. Um, <laughs> but no, addressing your point, like why why am I so into this? Why, yeah. why am I so into serial killers? Let me ask you this. Um, I mean, a lot of those stories end with the with the person being caught. Yeah. With, with oh yeah. Good triumphing over evil. Yeah. In the real world. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm intrigued by all the players in it. It could be that one waitress that just put two and two together mm. and then called the hotline and FBI came in or what. It's, it's just a, it all amazes how me. the pieces fit together. Everything. I mean, this right. one big puzzle. You know, the 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 killer is one part. What they did is another part, but the person that's on their pursuit and is like either one step behind or literally right there toe to toe on, you know, the Sherlock and... Oh, his arch enemy. His, his arch enemy. nemesis, his nemesis. As it were, Moriarty. Yes. I mean, like that, uh, even that is just really infatuating. I'm like, oh my God, that's kind of... Well, and you, when you really go into the, the actual serial killer cases, there's so many times where these guys barely escape oh, yeah. uh, being apprehended. Yeah. Um, uh, listening to the Ed Kemper uh, uh, serial killer stuff, you know, he, he had he had some dead girls in the car and like went through a police checkpoint and was like, I'm just gonna act like I don't give a crap. And I'm gonna look bored. I don't think he had to act. I'm I think gonna he look, really did. I'm gonna look bored. Yeah, he does. He totally looks like he does not give a crap about anything. No. And he and he got away with it. And then you know, the guy was like, oh, okay. Well, didn't they didn't check the car? He had two dead girls in the car. Like yeah. one of them was in the back seat. Stop it. Yes. Stop it. And they were right there. All, all they had to do was look in the car. The Atlanta serial killer. The Atlanta child killer. Um, what's That's, his name? That was on Mindhunters. Um, that it was um, Mindhunters. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they did touch on that, and it's they actually don't know if they actually really did catch this guy, or or a woman, this person, this killer. In the actual book, there is a discrepancy between what's presented in the show, yes. Mindhunter, and what's written in the book. Now, in the book, they make a point of saying they link this guy DNA evidence to like fifteen or seventeen of the kids. I heard less. No, no. In the book they say in the book he says fifteen or seventeen. Okay. Check your facts out there, people. Okay. Yeah, we didn't we didn't do that. But <laughs> in the actual John Douglas Mindhunter book, which is so different than the series. Which is interesting that you it's also not even close. Without even me knowing to talk about this, you equally are into this kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel like I was a fucking serial killer for a second. I was like, wait, am I? I need to get this shit checked out. No, Ian, I'm the serial killer. <laughs> avenge me. Avenge me. Courtney, avenge me. <laughs> Sorry. My sister's going to come avenge you? That might be uh, your Sherlock. I don't know. I don't uh, know. But you are blushing, so it definitely hit the spot. Listen. <laughs> Only because I had plans to kill you tonight <laughs> on the show live. That's all been ruined. Going out with a bang. Ah, Going out with a bang. Had all this, I had this murder bag prepared. Yeah. <laughs> the kill room is set. This was all this plastic for. <laughs> I loved uh, season two of Dexter only for the this, this simple fact. And I always said this. like Dexter ran too long. And, it, and in all actuality, if Dexter... Wait, second, how many seasons they did? How many seasons? How many seasons? I think it was six. Okay. 
I think it was six. All right. I really need to do all my facts now. That's no, um, But what I was going to say was... It's a podcast. We don't have to be educated. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they mostly say. Um, I felt that season two would have been a phenomenal season finale. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where I was like, damn. Like, if they just did a twofer, season one, season two, and were out, it would have been the best show ever, which it kind of was at that point. That's how um, commercial considerations come into these things. After they're blowing up, yes. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, you guys want us to do another series? Another season? Sure. Yeah. I mean, look at Game of Thrones. They were like, we need you we to go 10. You. They go, you're going to get eight. That's like, cool. that's it. That's it. No, just stretch it out to 10. We're not going to give you a full eight. We're going to do eight and three quarters. Like, we're out. Well, I mean, part of the problem was the guy hadn't finished the books. If the guy had finished the books, it'd be a very different story. Which he's changing the story, by the way. Is he? Oh, yeah. He's like, oh! Oh, none of you like King Bran? Bran the Broken? It's like, no. Not a fan. No. Just like there's, in like, six different books, there's a different ending in each of them. Sort of a choose your own. Right. It's like Clue. 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 Pick your ending. I want to read the one where Arya becomes king. I wouldn't be surprised, man. You know what? If you want to really make it bankable, do that. Just do that. Fuck it. You know what? Fuck it. Do it. What what are time and resources? Yeah. Yeah. Six different endings. Let's do it. You got the budget, HBO. Go ahead. Give them what they want. Because right now, the fandom is not happy with any sci-fi or fantasy. Star Wars is, is gone to shit. Oh, I staying on the serial killer thing for a second. I just have one more point about, yes, you, about your comment. Like, why are we so into this? Yes, stuff? yes. And I think the other thing in the in, uh, in the book, uh, John Douglas and the, the the author make a point of saying this that it's human being human beings pushed to the extreme mm. in extreme circumstances. We like we want to know like how would I react or or what is that like to be in that circumstance. You know, also you get a little taste of the fear without really having to feel it all, right? Yeah. You can put yourself, like you're saying, put yourself in their shoes. God, what would it have been like? It would have yeah. been terrifying yeah. to be there in that moment. Um, Which is kind of that case. Like, why did everybody love making a murder on Netflix? Like, that became a huge sensation, you know, when it first dropped. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what would I have done if I was... Well, is he guilty? Is he not guilty? And I was like, this is a great editing. Like, they just, they really don't give you an answer. They just tiptoe around everything. And you're just kind of, like, clinging on to something. Well, that's a good mystery. Uh, you know, mystery in itself is doesn't, shouldn't reveal anything too right. soon, slow. Um, it's true. It's really true. And uh, stillness is a great way to convey mystery just with another human being. Just don't move a lot. You never notice, like, people who are really... Just observant. Still, they're, they're just there quiet, yeah. observant. There's something very mysterious just, oh, yeah. about who is that oh, guy yeah. just watching, yep. being detached. Doesn't want to be the center of attention, is just there, and it's just like, okay, there's, there is that kind of gravitas to that energy, where you're like, okay, beady eyes sitting in the corner. But also just, you know, if the room is hot, a lot of people talking... I don't know, it's getting tense, people are discussing things, sometimes it's better just to pull back, right? Just let me, let me just... Detach here a little bit. I like to people watch. Kind of see people watch, see what people are really saying. Um, And it gives you actually some authority when you speak. Right, right. It's not just fluff, where it's just all a bunch of bullshit. I mean, if you really have something to say, presumably. Usually those types of people do. And Foster, what do you think? Oh, this sounds great. Smoke if you got them. Okay. Wait, what? That's not. That's has nothing to do with the conversation, man. What? 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 Uh, and the other thing too, by listening, right? You um, what's that great saying? You 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 know twice as much as the other person, 
right? I know what you think and I know what I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There's there's a, a book that I was um, uh, really into, and it's um, Never Split the Difference. And what, that what, what book is, that? is by uh, Chris Voss. Is uh, it's a shout out Chris Voss. Yeah, man. Way to write um, a book. This book is literally it's uh, negotiating as if your life depended on it. Oh. And what so was he a professional uh, FBI negotiator? Yes. Or something? Yes. Oh, and so I went through okay. this book and I was listening to how he went through specific scenarios and then he implemented it much like Jocko with you know extreme ownership uh, implemented it into business and into just your everyday life. And he was talking about how important it was just listening alone. Just that simple, basic uh, trait of just how do you just listen. And not listen to quickly respond, but listen to everything the person's saying and break that down. And then to have a rebuttal that is either going to draw more out of that individual Mm -hmm. on top of getting what you want out of the deal. Whatever that deal is. You know, it's a really interesting book, but I, and this is what also ties into the whole murdering aspect, you know, or, or the serial killer, the whole phenomenon around it. The, the person well, I, that comes I, in to greet them that then becomes that, you know, Sherlock or, or uh-huh. whatever, you know, Batman, Joker, whoever you want to look at as that, that complete pendulum swing on the other side. It's like, okay, well, who the fuck is a negotiator? Who's that agent or who's that person? Because honestly, to fight crime you have to think like a criminal. There's a there's a lot of psych, uh, a psychology behind cops and robbers. They think identically alike, and it makes sense. You gotta think like the other to understand the other person. Yes, to how they think. You have to yeah walk a mile in their shoes, understand yeah. their experience, where they come from, what they're, how, how to duck and dodge, um, how to get away with it. You know what I mean? Like you gotta think like the other side what yeah what's their psychology what's their relationship to their mother yo that's really interesting look at all these serial killers most of them have had had a horrible relationship with their mother yeah and uh that's why i'm pro-choice began to (laughs) fantasize about (laughs) violence from an early age you should have boarded his ass you should have fucking let him go yeah yeah i I went there (laughs) yeah you did ouch I'm going to negotiate as my life dependent on there it. There it is. What a, so how do you do that? How do you negotiate as if your life, how do you, how do you imagine those circumstances, right? Because that's, that's a certain kind of pressure. I think, well, I mean, it I think. It would be hard to simulate. Well, no, no. I think it's, you know, if you. If no, you click, click. Right, click, click. <laughs> <laughs> the gun is to the head. If you, if you kept in consideration, like, you're down to your last dollar, you know, how do you negotiate to get 10 more dollars? You know what I mean? Like, how? What do you have to do uh, to? You know, what? What do you have to do to? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let me tap dance for you. Here we go. I could be out robbing and stealing right now. I don't <laughs> want to be doing that. And I'm, oh, sure, and I'm sure you don't want that either. Shit! He just took it to the subway, y'all. If you are not from New York, let me tell you, that is the script of a lifetime. I wonder how many times that's crossed somebody's mind. Like, before I don't you rob, do that... I don't steal, I don't, steal. I don't kill. I'm well, just here asking for a dollar. I usually... I like the guy who's really angry about it, too. Afterwards. No, during the whole speech. I could be out robbing right now! I don't want to be doing that! And you're like, oh, okay. Well, here's a dollar, man. Maybe you get some therapy. 
Yo, man. No, that's mental. Subway therapy. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a situation that happened recently where uh, someone started talking about you know the Lord Jesus this that and you know he's here to save us and pick us up from you know from our bottoms and. Uh, subway uh, preacher. Oh, subway preacher. Oh. And then immediately he's like, but God doesn't like gays. Oh. And everybody, everybody on the subway was like, boo! <laughs> <laughs> man, get your preaching ass out of here, man, boo! And then everybody was like, man, we here to love. And everybody, everybody on the train stood up talking about, we here to love. We love everybody. Like, we doing this. And we talking about from the Bronx into the city. And we're, and everybody was uh, at that one moment in time, in life was on the same page and then of course five minutes later everybody hated each other again and they all went their separate ways but for that one moment there was love it was love it was booing love. this motherfucking preacher <laughs> so there he is don't don't boo love don't boo love don't boo love Mm-mm. Mm-mm. that's how that is the uh, subway yeah. preacher is an odd category of preacher because there's not a there's not a dedicated congregation you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm with y'all to the uh, next stop. <laughs> like, Peace uh, be with you. I'm looking out to my flock, yes, until I have to get off <laughs> in Lower Broadway. <laughs> next stop. <laughs> Thank you, flock. I think it's hilarious, man. I think it's absolutely hilarious. I love. I haven't seen a good subway preacher in a while, though. You know, you get riding the same trains, you kind of see the same people. Yeah! And you ride the same train in, you ride the same train out. Feels like a small time, especially if it's around the same time, too. Yeah. Like just New York same time every day, you're like, oh, here's this guy. Have you ever been on the subway and saw your ex across the train? Oh, no. I did I did see an ex on a subway platform once. Nah, man. I got, same I got train. off. Same I'm talking train. about you all on a different stop. It's one of those moments where you're just sitting there, you're posted up, you're on your phone, and you're like, do-do-do-do-do. And it's like, you know, do-do, doors closed, do you know... I always look around with the doors closed. I'm like, who got on this train? Right, Who's around? Who's yeah. around here? Anybody else? And then I know where I go, oh, I know her. I definitely know her. All right, yeah, put on. I had two hoods on that day. Two hoods. Woo, boy. You know, I'm catching me in the streets like that. You seem so yeah. happy to see me. I just smile. <laughs> now, I, Still crazy. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. God, that shit is hilarious. Still crazy. <laughs> I made it to the promised land without her. Uh, never, no, never on the side. Like I said, it happened on the platform. Okay. Yeah. You were on the same or you were across where I, the train was in between you? This was a weird one. It was pretty soon after I got into the city, maybe in the first year okay. of living in New York, I got off by mistake. Figuring your shit out. All right. Just got up by mistake. Is this my stop? I was realizing that it wasn't my stop. And bam. From from Texas, though. Doors closed. So, uh, uh, an ex, very brief. We dated very briefly, but then she moved up here. Yo. Um, okay. And I was like, I just I was like, oh, wow. Right there. Just next right to there. Each other, just uh, right, right standing. I mean, I had no choice but to encounter her. And, like, I didn't have really. We didn't have a bad breakup or anything. It was, it was pretty yeah, yeah. cool. She, that went, she went her way, I went mine. It was like kind a, of serendipitous, It was a though. showman's anyway. Okay. Okay. For those of you who don't know what a showman's is. I was going to say, is, explain that to the... To the uh, a showman's is um, when you're in a theater, uh, you play, musical, whatever. And, uh, yeah, you end up getting involved with somebody in the show, but it really only lasts the length of the show. You don't really... You're not really that into each other. It's just kind of fun at first. And, it's and a little buddy. Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's a showman. There's, there's something, there's something that you both love about doing the show and the whole experience, and you have a shared 
a bond, you know, because of the Were you sh- dating in the show or were you like experience? enemies in the show? Or like I played her dad in the show. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, wait I think a minute. So. No, wait, was that wait true? a minute. Wait, wait a minute. No, no, I got to It was Shakespeare. It was we gotta, Shakespeare, dude. We, I like yeah. they dressed me uh-huh. up in this beard. I look like Merlin. <laughs> so Gandalf it was hilarious. is fucking his daughter over here. Wait a minute. Well, it was one of those roles when I looked at it, I was like, why do you cast me as the Duke? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm at our age, you know? All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. But, uh, I, they were trying to get, throw me something, I guess. Foster, that's amazing. And I, you know, I had this beard on, I think I'd be, I had one, this one scene. All I can say is that she has daddy issues. That's all I can think of now. Pity. I think she has more issues than that, but I don't want to talk out of school. Hey, man. Hey, hey. She's probably great now. I'm sure people work through their shit. You know, but during that time, she had daddy issues. Plus, actresses can be a little. I will never date one. Cray, cray. I will never date one. Cray, cray. Can do it. I mean, actor. I mean, anybody can be crazy. So, I mean, you're just like not kind of. But you're paid to be a different person, and so that has to have some type of weight on you personally. You know, one day you're in the scene and you're literally fighting off 10 people. Another scene, you're sitting there crying your brains out. Another scene, you're supposed to be joyous and with your dog. You know, that's, that's why uh, it's important for actors to say no. Well, that I was actually just depicting John Wick. But yeah, yeah. you know, that's yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, not, he keeps I it together. Say, who would say no yet to John he Wick? Ke- oh but yet God. he keeps it together. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is one of the most amazing individuals. So everyone says. It's a journey, you know. Yeah. There's only a couple it's, people who I've heard were really phenomenal in real life. He's one of them. Keanu Reeves. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Who've just always kept it like 100. Yeah, Perry. Uh, I had a friend who was a manager at a restaurant. He used to go into a bunch, I guess, on the Upper West. And mm. uh, he could never sit at the table. He was always up just talking to people, wandering around, having conversations with you oh, know, Bill whoever. Bill. Yeah, Bill oh, Murray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he's like, oh, it's Bill Murray. Yeah. There he is. There's Bill. Chatting people up. Meanwhile, his family's like, why don't he ever eat with us? <laughs> he doesn't like us. <laughs> He's like, no, I like you. I just, you know, I'm Bill Murray. I'm Bill Murray. I gotta go be Bill Murray. Let me be Bill Murray. Which is phenomenal. Did you see the Groundhog Day commercial? That I actually just watched today, and I thought that was really amazing. (laughs) That was a good one. There was that How Movies Were Made on Netflix. There's a specific um, show. Is it called How They Were Made? Oh, okay. Um, And they talk about Ghostbusters, and it's really phenomenal to see, like, how it was made. Literally, from start to finish, you know, who are the power players, what's going on, the actors involved, who was the original cast. It's supposed to be Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, and Eddie Murphy as the Ghostbusters. And it was like supposed to be like some space kind of Odyssey movie, and then it got, you know, altered and changed, and the players that came involved, and it's like, oh, shit. I love those stories. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Home Alone. Home Alone. That movie. How it was made. Do you know who was supposed to play, talking about Eddie Murphy, who was supposed to play the original uh, Axel Foley in Beverly Hills Cop? No. Who? Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I'm serious. In the in the book Powerhouse. <laughs> well, at the time, he was the biggest star in the world. Yeah, he was. By far. And there's this great story in the book where... He and his agent are somewhere scouting locations for Rambo 2. Okay. And they're, so they're in the middle of, I don't know, Vietnam or Cambodia and out in the sticks somewhere, r- rural place. And they go into this village because they're just scouting out these, you know, they need a small little, little, I don't know, wherever they are, I guess Vietnam, little village. 
and he said they went into the village and they heard that he was there and the villagers all came out and they were all chanting Rocky, Rocky. They were chanting Rocky because Rocky had just you know blown up. Of course, of course. And he was uh, he was the biggest star in the world and the, and the agent at that point was like, okay, this guy's uh, this guy's bigger than I than I realized. You know, he's, who was there he, to try to pull him for? I guess they were there. I don't know. They were there together. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever. Um, but he said, you know what? Just uh, stick with Rocky. You'll be all right. Stick there. Just do yeah. twenty of those. Just, just do, do twenty. Twenty Rockies and and ten Rambo's, and you know, you call it a career. <laughs> and then Expendables. You know, you'll you'll make it happen. Yeah. And then, why don't you, while you're at it, get into those uh those little offshoots with Creed? You'll be okay. Oh yeah. You'll be all right. Oh for sure. I'm sure you'll make your money. Oh, he's made his money. And uh, don't forget about Over the Top. Oh, God. Oh, God. How many flops has he had, though? Was Over the Top a flop? Uh, it was not a box office hit. Cobra. <laughs> it's like... Cobra. <laughs> I would actually like to go back and rewatch Cobra, because I bet it's so cheesy. I, I bet you it'd be more of a parody now. What's your problem, my sissy? You touched my car, man. Get him, Mandora. Get him. 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 Yo, Cabretti. Yo, Cabretti, get your butt in here. Cabretti. I think, I mean, come on, all those. Yo, loose cannon, Cabretti. But I, I have to give him a lot of credit for doing Expendables and bringing all the 80s guys back together and being like, here we go. Let's, let's like do fun. this. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine any of them being like, we're stressed at work. Didn't watch it, but sure it was great. You didn't great. watch any of them? No. Oh, my God. No. It's the 80s. It's the 80s. Fest, man. It's yeah, just... I was, I was, uh, I'm no longer 13 like I was in the 80s. Mm-mm, man, it's, it's, you know, look, I'm telling you, they mm-hmm. all... it's the greatest thing ever. Expendables. Yeah. They, Expendables talk, they talk about those, uh, those old man bones. I'm telling you, you actually fit more in. You're like this. Oh, I actually, I had the same problem now. You know, yeah, we used to be on the same team together. What's my oldest, worst friend doing here? Both your names came to the top of the list. That a problem? Yeah, should have shot him when I had a chance. Big Bonnie Ross. Bigger Trent Mouse. What are you doing? Praying for Brooke? Could be. Have you been sick? You lost weight. Really? Now, whatever weight I lost, you found, pal. <laughs> you guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you? <laughs> Let's get down to business. See who wants to work. Like, <laughs> me and my action star, we both have a bum me. Like... <laughs> As you grab your knee thinking about it. <laughs> Psychosomatic. <Yeah. laughs> That's really one of those things, man. It's hard to rescue the world with a bad knee. It yeah, really is, man. man. And they tell you, they you know? go there. They go there. It's it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Hey, check it out. One day. Well, I guess that's kind of the more modern take on the action movie genre. Like, yes. We could, let's mix in some real stuff. Like, yeah, it hurts occasionally. Right. Uh, we don't really like some of this uh, stuff we're doing. Well, some of these dudes uh, have in their contracts, and you can talk about this. Uh, you know, I only will take two hits in the face, and I only right. can fall five times Negotiate. in a movie. In a movie. And you're like, wait, 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 what? That's the real thing? And you're like, is this why The Rock and Vin Diesel don't get along? Because one of them doesn't want to take the fall? Is that really what's happening? And it's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Negotiations. 
Like your life depends on it. <laughs> it's amazing. I'd like to be in those negotiations. Like, I'll trade you two punches to the face for one solid groin kick. Yo. He's like, and I want a backflip. A backflip. I gotta have the backflip. I want no nothing in the face. You can kick me in the groin once and a backflip. Like, he all goes, right. all right, all right. Shake hands. All right. It's done. It's in writing, not shake hands. I want that in writing. Well, I, I would need three good, like, one-liners where then you kill the guy. Three? That you know, would be your like, character? Yeah, like the sword, the classic Schwarzenegger. I let him go, and then you drop the guy and he falls off a cliff or something, you know? Oh, um, man. Oh, you know, the classic, uh, I'll be back. I'll be back. Something like that, and then and then you drive, the, and then you drive the car through the window. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker. motherfucker! Yo, man, that's a classic line. Before he was Snape, he that's was Hans. I, I need, I need, I would neg- <laughs> I need three of those to, be, to play the action here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I need three good ones. Three good ones. And I need, I need, I need prior approval of all the material. Now, would you want to have the multi-contract deal where if this movie hits so much, or do you want to go in with just a solid movie and then renegotiate your deal with that blow up behind you? No idea. What do you want to do? Because uh, Marvel is all about signing you up for multiple films and get, keeping you locked in at a certain rate. Marvel's yeah. smart. Yeah. Well, I should say Disney. Disney's smart. Well, you know, they. I mean, this <clears> is <throat> true. This has always been true in the movies, right? You want to lock up the... The talent. The, the young, talented, you know, destined for greatness talent so that, yeah, they, they owe you ten movies. Right. And then by the time they get to the fifth one, they just hate you, probably. Yeah. Trying to do anything For they can though. to break out of their contract. For real. They're like Prince writing slave on their forehead and walking into the meeting. <laughs> and you know, he was like four foot eleven, guys. So, you know, that was, that was, pretty, that was pretty boss hog. That's a gangster move right there. Yo, complete. With that little baby mustache and all purple. <laughs> like, come on. Get him, Prince. Had better eyeshadow than most women he rocked with. Yo. Yo, man. It's it's interesting. It's really interesting. I don't know. If you had to negotiate for your life, I mean that 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 seems like that would that would um, that would make me make some bad decisions because that pressure, you know, like it's better like, like to have no you pressure, right? Well, you know, it does say like if you you, you <clears throat> want to be able to walk away, right? Does he talk about that like in a negotiation where you're like, okay, listen, oh, he absolutely talks about walking away, but he also talks about walking away even when the deal is on the table. Because you the, might be able to the, get the deal that you want. The deal's on the table, but you want you could get more. If you if you see the situation and you're like, okay, well I need ten dollars, but I if I walk away I can get twenty. You think you can get twenty? No, no. no there's an element. There's an element where you can read the room and you're like, look, because it's it's the engagement. You see where you're at with this individual. You see that they really want to get this done. Yeah. And you just hold out for that at the end. And then you're like, look, I don't know about this. I gotta. We have to really. We have to really go back to the drawing board. And then you go and you come back. All right, this is what we really need. And then boom, we'll give you this. And then you just got that little bit of extra, or a lot of extra, depending. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on what you're negotiating with, who you're ne- what you're negotiating for. Yeah, right. And that's the thing about what they're about. To do. I mean, if you're negotiating with your significant other about where to go to dinner or where to take a vacation, it's very different than if you're negotiating for, you know, you're buying a car, you're buying a house, you're buying some. I found a uh, trick where, if, as you always know, if you negotiate where you're like, okay, let's use a friend for example, uh, and a couple. Um, you have a friend coming to visit, but the, your spouse, your significant other, has 
some type of requirements, uh, school, job, whatever, where that might be not the best weekend for an individual to be there or that best week. Let's just right. say that week. So my tactic that I used, I implemented saying the friend's coming for a week and needs to stay with us. The friend only really needed to be here for two days. But I said week because I knew that was a bigger deal. And then, no, they can't, they can't be here for a whole week. Well, they can stay for a couple days. All right. <laughs> I, in that moment. Does that, does that technique have a name? No. It's is, called, is he identified in the book? No, no. That's something, that's something I picked up on a long time ago. Just natural negotiation. You want something, but that individual is like, I will not like, no, no one can come here this week. No one come. Look, they're here. They're going to be here for a week. I I need to get them a place. They can stay for a couple days. That's it. Yeah. Okay. They can stay for a couple days. The big first offer. The big first offer. I read about this when Trump took office because I was wondering why he was so insane about certain things. And then I, somebody, somebody in negotiations, I don't know where I read this, was like, nice. He's doing the big first offer. You come in, like you're saying, I know you're not going to give me a week. Right. I know there's no chance in yeah. the world you're going to give me a week. Right. But I know I can. I want two or three days. Right. So the first thing I say is, hey, I need, they need to be here a week. Big first offer. Yep. And then they go, oh, no way. Can't happen. Can't happen. No. I've got Absolutely that. not. My knitting group or whatever. I don't, <laughs> terrible, terrible. We're doing opera in the, in the hallways. No, apparently no. the 1950s. <laughs> All of a but yeah, that's it's it's that element. So the big first offer. So I started looking at a certain things very differently as a result. Of that. Okay. You know, if you walk in the room, I mean, it's, it seems like a terrible way to negotiate diplomacy, where you're really trying to. For, but sometimes you have to forge real relationships that you. You would be surprised. And some of it, I mean, it all depends on the on the content. Like what's well, what I'm saying, like who are you negotiating with? If you're negotiating with somebody that like it's not really to your benefit to screw them out of um, a good deal, you know, right? You want, I mean, like, you want to walk away where it's fair for both, because then, then you will continue to negotiate with each other, and you'll have a, an honest relationship. Yes, yes. and that's um, one of the biggest things too is you never want to take advantage of anyone, either either party, because the other if they feel scorned. That will ruin your relationship. Well, they feel you don't have integrity. That's you know, if you don't say what you do, if you don't do what you say, right. if you if right. you lie to them, yeah. and they're yeah. aware of it, I mean, why you're like, okay, well, it's a wrap. It's a wrap at that point. Forget it. But if you're if you are fair, and this book talks about that, once it is fair, and that's mm-hmm. fair for both parties. Fair for both parties. Yes. And that element of what you feel is, but think about what. But I mean, both people have to feel it's fair, right? Okay, I feel it's yeah. fair. You. But it's also, what did you say in the very beginning of this? The person who just listens mm. knows how you're thinking and knows what they are thinking as well. Which is, I've heard that's a tactic too in negotiations where you just don't say anything. Depends. It depends. You, wait, you, wait, for the, you wait for them to put all their chips on the table. In some circumstances, it's, you know, you don't talk first. You sit down and you just... But right there, you saying that means you talk. Oh, that's first. too much. You just have to, you have to be. It's kind of weird. It's good to see you. Absolutely, thank you for having me. Thank you. And you're just so giving we're him the serial killer eyes, just dead faced. Somebody has to break. <clears throat> Somebody does. It just seems like a weird way to begin a negotiation. Like 
and sometimes that's what it's come down to. I guess so. But think about it, maybe it's the time where they've come back into the room again, after how many times? I'm going back and forth, and now it's like, we're here once again, you talk. You know, so it all depends on the circumstance, it all depends on the... On well, life is a negotiation. Life and that's how I really feel. Compromise. I really do. Well, when I, I quickly realized at a young age that anything could be negotiated. Anything. Anything. Think about it. You talk to your teacher. Hey, if I just do this, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z, you know, can we get this taken care of? You know, if you take care of these two things, I will consider, you know, you, t- you getting into this program, whatever the case is, or mm-hmm. getting this grade. Consider. Okay. All right. There's a possibility. So you do X, Y, and Z. You turn it back in. Telling me there's a chance. (laughs) Such a great. (laughs) That's the line. That's the line you're supposed to be killed to. So you're telling me there's a chance. Bang. (laughs) But yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things, man. It's 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 so true. So true. But it's negotiation is so. And again, this all ties into what we talked about at the very beginning. You know, it's the negotiator always intrigues me. The movie John Q, um, hell, The Negotiator, you know, it didn't age well, but, you know, it's a, it's phenomenal. Yeah, the you person know. who has to sit and be impartial uh, to some degree, listen to both sides. Oh, they have their um, agenda, so they're not impartial. Uh, well, if it, well, n- n- I was thinking more like a negotiator, you know, the person who was sort of put in place between two sides that are having trouble uh, coming to an agreement, like um, an arbitrator right, or right. somebody in that particular role in society where we have these two really, we have a lot of problems to work out here in this um, settlement, this negotiation, yeah. whatever. Um, that person has to have, has to be very, very respected Yeah. in order for that, I think, to really be accomplished. You know, if you have someone who... I don't know, one or both sides doesn't respect in that role. You know, and I think that's just true for any negotiation or just anything in life. Like, if you, if that person has lost respect for me or vice versa, right? where are we going to go from here? Right. Um, Very true. Um, and I think just think in general in society, we have less and less respect for the person who sort of sits in the middle and, you know, the umpires, these sort of disputes because people want their way. Somebody has to break. Trollest thing I know.